The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab, let's go. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab, come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab, ball for ball, we hooking up with TOQG, Rev Barber MC, ALFRE to the D on that MIC, A to Z, we be the flyers. Hip hop sound broke down to a scientist. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab, come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's all new episode of the Rap Lab. It's your main man, the Candy Man, the ALFRE to the D. What up, what up? It's the one and only, the only one, all caps, no spaces, the Rev Bob MC. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG. And ladies and gentlemen, this week on the podcast, we're dis- we're gonna discuss uh the latest hip hop news. So if it's involving hip hop or a rapper or just anything to do with the culture, we're going to talk about it here on this show. So without further ado, bring you the fourth member, of, well, the fifth member of the Rap Lab family, our news correspondent, Bucky Majors. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bucky Majors from the Rap Lab podcast, and today we have the news. Apparently, Rick Ross has an issue with his employees at Wingstop. Remember, he said, came from the hood. Ain't nothing changed. Still lemon and pepper on my mother effing wings. But you should pay your employees if all you have is lemon and pepper. Jake Cole is on the cover of NBA 2K. If you remember what he said on a song called Heartache, he said, LeBron James of the game, I could do anything that you name. Nice work, young man. And you have Kanye West. <laughs> no one man should have all that power. Still check the hours. However that goes. I don't even know nowadays because that man is just out of here. Somebody defaced the Biggie mural. Do you think they snake me? Because they hate me? Or they got their PhD? Player hating degree. Who knows? Fat Joe is in the news over his comment about Latinos. I only have two words to say to that. Oriqua Morena. And now we go to the correspondents of the Rap Lab, the Candyman and the QG and the Rev Barber MC. Back to you, gentlemen. Well, thank you, Bucky. And as Bucky first stated, uh, Rick Ross is in the news, not for a song that he made or an album he's working on or a verse he dropped. But ladies and gentlemen, Rick Ross has been investigated and fined by the Department of Labor uh, over his Wingstop uh, chicken wing franchise. By the way, I I love Wingstop, by the way. But he's been uh, shortchanging his uh, his employees, apparently. People have been editing timesheets after the employees have punched in and out, uh, shorting their wages. Rev, give us your opinion on this development, please. 
Yeah, Wingstop is pretty cool. I actually um, have one right by the barbershop, and once in a while I go there. It is pretty expensive. Um, what I do have to say is that he seems like he is taking responsibility for it. And as a business owner, I could definitely relate to mistakes being made. On a bigger scale, I honestly can't imagine uh, running a fast food chain. So things can definitely be miscommunicated or um, not carried out properly. But as long as he's taking the measures to correct those mistakes, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, unless it becomes like a reputation that he's doing this. But it sucks that in Mississippi that they had illegally made had um sorry illegally had workers pay for their uniforms and um safety training background checks and uh, shortage at the cash registers. That's not fair at all. I I've never heard of nothing like that. But um. Like I said, Wingstop is a pretty good franchise, definitely with good food. I do hope they get it together and something like this doesn't happen again. But um, I could give Ross props for taking accountability for it. All right. Uh, Q, what you think? The first time I ever had Wingstop, I was with you, man. We actually went I remember. There. Yeah, that was the very, very first time I had it. And it was pretty good, you know. So it was, it was kind of shocking to hear about this situation. We actually have... Uh, a soundbite from Rose, and this is what he had to say. When you're running a business, there will be mistakes. But as the biggest boss, you never make the same mistakes twice. Taking accountability is big when you're the biggest. Don't take stumblings as a setback. Most successful people, they use it as a stepping stone to greater things. Based on what I read, they've been ordered to pay over $100,000 in fines by the U.S. Department of Labor for illegal breaches. The company illegally mandated workers to pay for their uniforms and any cash register shortages, which dipped into their minimum wages. And apparently the limit is $7.25. And the investigation also showed that 15-year-old employees was allowed to work past 10 p.m. on multiple occasions. That's a violation, guys, based on FLSA work standards. So at the end, the total, $51,674 in back wages and liquidated damages for 244 workers with another 62753 in civil money penalties. Because like Rev was saying earlier, when you have a business, Wingstop is owned by Boss Wing Enterprises. It's an LLC. So I'm for all for workers who work hard to get equal pay, man. And it's like, what are you doing, Ross? And he's not the sole proprietor of the Wingstop locations. He's just part of it. You know, there's other people involved. But he runs the business with his sister. His sister... Um, her name is Tawana Roberts. That's his older sister. So they got to get it together from, from what I'm seeing before this thing blows up even further. Well, my, my thing is this. And, and Rev, I know Rev had, uh, had just given Ross some credit for taking the accountability. But my thing is, how many times did this happen? How many times did the did the uh, the timesheets get changed? How many times did the... Uh, the employees have to pay for their uniforms and how many times did they have to pay for their uh for the cash register shortages because it seems to me if he got fined a hundred thousand dollars plus 
that means that this was going on quite frequently, I would assume. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I and 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 I'm I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I like Wingstop's food. By the way, their garlic parmesan wings and the Cajun fries is all on point. However, and I like Ross as a rapper. I, I enjoy his music. However, this is this is just unacceptable because now the question is, yeah, you took responsibility for it, but I think he only took made that statement because obviously because he got caught. He's not he's not sorry because I don't think he's sorry because you know. Uh, he's he's genuinely sorry. He, as the CEO of the company, had to say something. He can't just you can't just get found out by the Department of Labor and you know and then just be like hey uh, you know not say anything. So he had to say something. Also, my other thing is this: I have worked in retail for I would say half my life, right? From from when I was a minor all the way up until present day. I'm not afraid to admit it, and I know what it's like to have to 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 have to ask people, can they switch with you if they don't mind giving up a shift so you could take a shift so you get a couple extra dollars or, or you know, uh, uh, having to be told to go home early because you're about to hit 40 hours for the week and they don't want to pay you overtime. And with fast food, you know, those guys are the, uh, I hate to use the term bottom of the barrel, but they get paid minimum wage. So these people are already working for next to nothing. And now you're going to, you're going to screw them over out of money. And some and then I know people some people say, oh, well, don't take the job, but some people can't do any better. What if what if this is the only job they can get? You know, so so that's 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 where my frustration lies, because. You know, and then Rick Ross is a multimillionaire, you said he co-owns it with his sister, QG, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure his sister has as a decent amount of money stacked up. She's probably not rich, rich like Ross, but she's got to have something to, to to open a business. So, you know, like I I. I it's just kind of disheartening to hear that, you know, these guys. Are, and what state was this in QG, if you don't mind me asking? It was in Mississippi. So I'm pretty sure Mississippi minimum wage is pretty low. These guys already, you know, working for peanuts, as they say. So, you know, taking more food off their plate, that that that's kind of wrong. So I, I hope that, you know, if this is indeed truly a learning point for Ross and his sister, that they don't they don't repeat such things. Their minimum wage is seven fifty. Seven fifty. Yeah. Seven seven dollars fifty cents. Yep. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. So imagine that mm-hmm. you're making seven dollars and fifty cents an hour, and I'm and I guarantee you, if I know retail jobs and customer service jobs like how I know them, only the managers are are there full time. So imagine that you uh, you're uh, making seven dollars and fifty cents an hour. Thank you, by the way, Rev. And, and you're getting wages deducted from you because the cash register came up short, which ain't your fault. Or you had to buy a uniform, which is nobody's fault because you need a uniform to work there in the first place. That's 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 terribly wrong. I, I hope he reimburses those employees. But yeah, I heard that they're getting back, um, I think, fifty thousand dollars somewhere around that. They are getting reimbursed. I, I hope so, man, because, uh, you know. Having somebody who makes seven dollars and fifty cents an hour, you know they they can't afford to lose much more, if that anyway. But before I blow a gasket, let's uh let's move on. Uh, Fat Joe, back in the news and uh, QG. Uh, I know Fat Joe is saying that uh, uh talking about the Latinos uh contribution to hip hop and for those of you who uh who are Rap Lab diehard fans all the way 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 back in the archives. We did a whole episode on uh, 
Latino rappers and their contribution to the culture, which you can check out. Shout outs to our boy Johnny, who did our first ever logo, who's still a friend of the show to this to this day. But uh, QG, what was the exact quote from Fat Joe? And do you agree or disagree? Fat Joe on uh, Instagram, and it was also on Twitter. It, this was August 26. And mind you, Fat Joe, who is Puerto Rican and Cuban, he said, thank you, thank you, thank you for your contribution to hip-hop. And he retweeted a video that showed a plethora of hip-hop artists who are from Spanish descent. I agree with Fat Joe. I totally agree with Fat Joe. And he got dragged on Twitter. I'm not going to say the person's name because this person came in and said, how does that equate to blacks and Latinos being half and half in the creation of hip hop? This idiot went on to say one or two Latinos just happened to wander off into a hip hop party in the 70s. Like, are you kidding me? Like, to me, that's just stupid. And that's just ridiculous. This went on with the celebration of hip hop. You know, hip hop celebrated a birthday. Because August 11th of 1973, that's when the famous party happened at 1520 Cedric Avenue in the Bronx. Come on, man. Like, I don't understand the ignorance of some people. When you look at the history, they were Latinos in the Rocksteady crew, the B-Boys, the people that were part of there, the graffiti artists, a lot of them were Latino. In fact, Basquiat, God bless Basquiat. Is also half Latino, so like, come on, like, I, I I don't know why why he was targeted like that. DJ Junebug, Ruby D, and all these other people are Latino, so it's like, give me a break here. Yes, hip hop culture, we know where it started, we know where it began, but Latinos are a huge, huge part of it with the sound, with the rhythm, with the style, so. I agree with Fat Joe. I think I think he was getting dragged for no reason. And people need to do their homework in their history, honestly. Uh, Rev, you being of Latino descent, how, how do you feel? Yeah, this one hits home a bit. Um, it upsets me that news and media outlets incite this division in our culture. The people who comment are also worse, too, because it's mostly pure ignorance. They, they don't really have much to say. They're just so quick to criticize and chastise whoever it is in the headlines. People of color as a whole already and even currently are treated unfairly, and that's not a secret. So I could understand the wanting to protect what's yours because this culture is yours. It's ours. Headlines can bring up strong emotions, and I hate that these outlets thrive on negativity. I hate it so much because it seems like every other day it, it's they're trying to crucify somebody for something. But I say that to say this, that Cool Herc, who is regarded as the creator of hip-hop solely, and yes, is a person of a color, of color, and he's definitely responsible for this culture and art. We're not trying to take this away from him or, or colored people or Jamaicans or whoever wants to claim first. Um, but to have a strong culture, you need a good core group of folk to occupy it. And in the Bronx, it was predominantly Latino. So there was heavily heavy influence in pretty much the fertilization of this forest. Now this universe called hip-hop. Grandmaster Kaz himself said Latinos were a part of his crew and definitely was essential to this culture. Also, uh, DJ Charlie Chase of the, Cold Cus of the Cold Crush Brothers, he slipped in Latin music and um, Latin elements to have the people dancing. 
and that's what gives it that upbeat rhythm and sometimes the drums and um he actually also helped form the first rap convention and i just hope that the listeners and everyone out there just like stop letting these headlines and media outlets pollute this thing of ours because if you listen to this podcast and you don't have no respect or no love for color folks then this ain't the place for you we all love and, and definitely deeply appreciate cool herc and respect that he's pretty much the reason we're here and i'm sure he'd love for all of us to cherish his culture and divide it amongst ourselves and and each other and maintain it so a, a lot of these like i said these news outlets these websites they just it's, it's just shock value and you know fat joe he he had a point but i just feel like they're just trying to like cause division within his point and it ain't right and before you go, yeah, Kenny, yeah. man, I, I'm sorry, yeah. Kenny, man. It just dawned on me after what Rev was saying. Rev, how many rappers in particular mentioned the Latin quarters? Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. They, they, they used to name drop Latin quarters all the time. Yes. So, so many legendary beefs and battles happened in the Latin quarter. Exactly. That was a popular club. But to to... To, to piggyback off you guys, I agree because even in the earliest forms of hip hop, you had Latinos, Latino brothers in the in the b boy crew. Like if you even if you watch old hip hop movies that documented the time period, like Beat Street and Crush Groove, there were Latinos in uh in in the uh in in the, in the movie. Look at all the contributions throughout the history of the culture, um that have contributed. We had Big Pun. We got Fat Joe himself, is, is he's the man who said it. Uh, Kid Frost, who was one of the, the first Latino rappers to, to cross over. Uh, even back home uh, on my favorite label, the No Limit, Kane and Abel, the Puerto Rican. Um, you know, we got Joel Ortiz. Uh, so a, a variety of of talented MCs who, who are Puerto uh, Immortal Technique is also Hispanic as well. So, you know, Cuban Link. So... I feel like, you know, people who want to get into this race debate about who, who whose contributions uh, to hip hop matter, you know, it's because it's, it, we don't know who was at that party at uh at 1520 Sedgwick. We know that it was Cool Herc's party, but we wasn't there. None of us were there. O only the people that were there were there. And I'm pretty sure that there were Latinos there. And that was an ignorant comment that a couple just slipped off the boat and happened to pop up at the party. That's messed up. Especially yeah, like Rem said, that. the bro. The Bronx has historically, historically been been the Spanish borough. Historically. Mm -hmm. To this day, it's still predominantly Hispanic. And shout, out, and shout out to Tony Touch, too. Tony Touch defended Fat Joe. Tony Touch is a legendary uh, DJ. And shout out to Crazy Legs, too. Cra Crazy Legs, who's also Latino, came out and, 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 also, and also defended. They're at, they're at the root. Of hip hop, they are a huge, 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 huge part of it, and I, I don't like the fact that that people want to say, "Oh, well, this is just this is just black culture." The Latinos are our brothers and our sisters. They are all part of it. We are all part of this one nation, and we thank them. And I'm happy, Kanye, man, that you mentioned those movies. Do you know how many Latinos was in that movie Breaking? Quite a few Latinos. Come Quite on, a few. Man. It's ridiculous. Even, even so, that when they made hip-hop movies about the culture, not necessarily about hip-hop, like Juice, for example, who, who was Bishop beefing with at part of the movie? Rodimez, he's Puerto Rican. So it's mm -hmm. like, come on, like, <laughs> you gotta be dumb and living under a rock to discredit the, 
the contribution of Latinos in 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 hip hop. Like, I, I and, and you know what? For and I, I hate to, to go on a, uh, a tangent, but the thing is, and it goes both ways too, because I'll never forget. I had a conversation uh, uh, years ago, many many years ago, in my high school days, and when you try to tell some of these Latino people that they're black, they get upset and they want to fight you. So we, we need to stop all of this and just come together. The black people need to stop saying that the Latinos had no part of the culture. And, you know, we, we need to embrace each other, man. Because this is, you know, like, like Reb said, hip, this, is, this is for us. It's all inclusive. Whether you're white, black, brown, pink, yellow, you know, hip hop doesn't have a race or, or a color. So you can, you can be of any ethnic nationality, origin, or descent and participate in, in hip hop and then and find a home in hip-hop, so... Even currently, even currently, Fab got Latino in his blood. Lloyd Banks has Latino in his blood. Yep. You know, like, come on, like, people do your history. And and I'll go one further. You got people like Bobito Garcia, as Puerto Rican as they come, and he has contributed greatly to the New York hip-hop scene in the 90s. AZ. Come on. Yep. Yep. The the Latinos, man, we gotta we gotta embrace them. We stop all this. It's twenty twenty two. This racial debate been going uh been going on long enough. So rest in peace, time. Pumpkinhead too. Yes, rest in rest in peace, Pumpkinhead. So, but uh, moving on in 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 more uh, light hearted news. Uh, so NBA two K twenty three set to drop uh September 9th, this week coming up. And there's already four different covers. There's uh, the the regular cover with De- with Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. The WNBA Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi are on that cover. Then you got the Michael Jordan cover, and then you got the Jordan Legend Edition with a picture of his jersey on the cover. And now a fifth cover, J Cole of all people on the cover of NBA 2K23. They're calling this one the Dreamville Edition. Of course, J. Cole, we've covered it on the show before. That man has played professional basketball in a, in a couple of minor leagues across the world. And now he's on the cover of NBA 2K23. Rev, give us Eat your heart. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that. Rev, you're going to go. But eat your heart out, Candy, man. Eat your heart out, Candy, man. Because you've insulted this man about his basketball skills and everything like that. And the man is on the cover, so eat your damn heart out. But, but he, he played four games and only scored three points. Congratulations. Three points per Congratulations. game. Congratulations, J. Cole. Congratulations, J. Cole. Because your guy, and I love Master P, true and true, Taurus Gang, but he ain't on no cover. So get that man his props and stop him. They wasn't on. putting, they wasn't putting professional on. entertainers and non NBA people on well, the cover on of video games he's when he was in the league. Now. He's on there now. So stop hating on him. That was over 20 years ago. Stop hating on him. The man did it. And I Eat wasn't hating. Out. Yes, you were hating. Yes, you were. You were. The man is on the cover. Rev, you can. I just stated got, the facts. I just no, stated the no, facts. No, 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 All no, I no, said no, was no, the man no, should no, stop no, playing no, basketball no, because no, he is no, not no, good no. at basketball. Well, guess what? Apparently he is. Apparently he is in 2KC something. Rev, you're going to go. But I don't want this guy. I don't want this guy 
to fool the listeners and make it seem like he ain't he 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 wasn't hating on this man when I mean, he was ragging on him from previous episodes. So now the joke's on you, Jack. He's on the cover. Well, first, well, well, first off, I don't know who Jack is. Second you. off, <laughs> Jack, Jack. <laughs> second second Jack, off, Jack A S S. You. Listen. Second. Sec. Secondly. But, and Rev, I'm sorry to cut you off. We'll get to you in a second. But secondly, listen, you said 2K see something in them. Yeah, they see dollar signs because they're trying to appeal to the hip hop community because they know that 2K and hip hop go hand in hand. Right. That's but, why right, they put them on right. the cover. They they're trying to get, anybody I, they're on trying there. to get they sales. They could have put anybody on there. They could have put any rapper on there. They put J. Cole on there. They could have put you on else there. Was they gonna, who else was they going to put? They could have put anybody on there. They could have put Kendrick like who? on there. They could have put Drake on there. They the could have put anybody on there. They could have put the Migos on there. They could have put anybody on there. They put J. Cole. And, and and that right there is two middle fingers. One in your eye and one up your cooler. He, I, I wasn't even going to say nothing bad this go around, but go ahead, Rev. All right. So I'm happy for J. Cole because when I was young, I never imagined any of my favorite hip-hop artists, let alone be in the game, but on the cover of one of my favorite series. And it has been going on for a while. But, like, I really can appreciate and I love the inclusion of our artists because, as I mentioned, there was no guys that we looked up to in any of the video games that we would play. I think um, Snoop Dogg was one of the first and he was in uh, True Crime in um, the early 2000s. But NBA 2K has had a a plethora of MCs and they do really good with their series. Um, But, yeah, to grace the cover is a very high honor. It shows what people really think of J. Cole and how much of an impact his music has made. So salute to J. Cole, man. And I hope more artists get to have like covers and stuff. Maybe Kendrick one day. Damn right. Absolutely. And, well, and they, oh, no. uh, yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that they released a statement and it also introduces the musical talent. And, you know, he's on the cover and he's a big part of the, my career storyline and the soundtrack. And it brings the Dreamer brand into the NBA 2K division because it also has the Dreamville artists like Bass and Elite who will help players befriend J. Cole and capture the hearts and minds of the city. J. Cole, he's actually in the game. His voice, everything. So this would be very, very good to see something like that. I can't wait to play that, man. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna go on a trip down uh, his, History Street real quick. So um, I think Cole being in the game is cool, but do y'all... Rev put this thought in my mind when he was talking about rappers and video games. Did you, did any of y'all ever play NBA Street Volume Three? I don't remember Volume Three too much. Yeah. So one of my favorite parts of Volume Three, the Beastie Boys, all three of them were their own team in NBA Street Volume Three, and they were one of the bosses you had to beat in the story mode. I thought that was so cool. Nice. Um, and then you know, uh, 2K. If you go into uh, what mode is that? Um. The where you can um play like games like games of pickup street ball, um throughout the years they've had rappers in there. I mean, Quest Love was in there one year. Uh, they had Wale in the game one year. But but to be on the cover that's huge because a kid will go and buy that video game and Jay Co- like it won't be LeBron, it won't be Steph Curry, it won't be Jason Tatum. It'll be Jay Cole that they see on the cover, which I think is. It just goes to show you the influence of hip and and the NBA and hip hop in general have gone together because for like the last 20 years, ever since they moved off of NBC and got to ESPN and ABC, you hear rap music on the telecast. 
Um, shout out to our, a good friend of the show, Alfred Banks. He's had his uh, he's had his music played during uh, ESPN College Hoops. And um, yeah, the NBA, they've 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 for like the last 20 years, even even a halftime of the All Star game, hip hop performances. So you know, the, the hip hop and the NBA, they they go hand in hand, and the culture goes hand in hand. And, um, you know, despite whatever y'all may think I feel about J Cole, I'm I'm glad to see the brother on the cover. You will that said be the cover that? Will that be it. the cover? Will that be the cover that I'm gonna buy? No, because of uh, course not. Of course not. Because you no, I have my I have my reasons. Um, of course, yeah, being yeah, a, yeah. No, being a being a Laker fan, and a lot of those games are out of market. If you buy the championship edition with the Jordan jersey on the cover, they give you a free year of NBA League Pass. So that's something I don't have to pay for. That's why I'm going for that version. Mm-hmm. So, no, serious. Yeah, well, listen, I, I like that, and I believe you, but just but but don't get up here and think. And pretend that you're gonna get away when you know what you said. So we I'm not, have to I'm point gonna, that out, bro. I'm not gonna be biased if if they had ever put the colonel on 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 the cover. That's a must buy. Uh, I don't know about that. Might be a collector's item at some point. And in addition to on the soundtrack, you also have Megan Thee Stallion. You got Drake, Polo G, and Twenty One Savage on there as well. So this this 2K23 is gonna be something special. No, and I, I believe, and 2K has always historically had good good soundtracks. So, a lot of a lot of old hits, a lot of a lot of undiscovered music that I've continued to bump to this day. So, um, shout outs to shout outs to 2K for for doing the damn thing and uh, putting J Cole on there. But uh, back to some serious news, and uh, this is this gets me upset. And now, despite what I may have said about Biggie and my opinions on him, there is a Biggie mural. Uh, in Bedford Stuyvesant in Brooklyn, and somebody defaced it and had the audacity to write East Side on the mural. Rev, we'll start with you. What is your opinion on the Biggie mural being defaced with paint and spray paint? It's super disrespectful, and people as a whole love to complain. So when we finally get something that we want and represents us, why don't we know how to preserve it? I feel like like our people should take it in our own hands safely of course and show people who have bad intention of murals statues or anything that represents our unity and culture that we aren't going to take that shit because obviously the police or anybody is, is not doing anything to preserve these murals and i understand you know what happened with like prodigy's mural like was more of um a neighborhood thing you know but biggie didn't have those problems that prodigy had he's a little more of a worldly artist, a little more celebrated. So I don't think why whoever defaced that mural thought it was okay to do that to one of the legends, the icons of hip-hop. And I'm not going to say how to do it or incite anything, but figure it out and put your foot down if you see anything going on any of our murals or any of our heroes or representation of us. You know, say something. Don't Don't just stand there and let this happen or you know they, there's cameras everywhere i'm surprised they only got footage of whoever did this you know even, even my shop got cameras i could see whoever's coming on my shit and you know tagging up or whatever so i i don't i don't understand why these things are not more protected you know by the state too q your your uh your opinion this got me very very upset because whoever this person is they put east coast on there they threw dark colored paint on the mural and the mural is in clinton hill where biggie grew up 
I want to shout out Vincent Valentine because he's the artist who created it back in 2019. It took him two days to do this mural. And he made a statement. He said, I think the neighborhood really saw it as he was one of ours. And he made it out and he made something of himself. That's the story. Biggs is big as rags to riches. And when people passed by it and they saw that what happened to it, they were genuinely upset and they should be. Another person by the name of Kim Davis, she said it was disrespect. Why would they do that? People knew big. People grew up with big. And when you go by it, you're like, man, that's our boy. That's our guy. And shout out to big rest in peace, Biggie. You know, for those that don't know about it, you know, Big was murdered in 1997 in Los Angeles. He grew up in St. James Place. Do or die, best stop. This is his stomping ground. This is his home. This is royalty here. People come through, take pictures. They go on tours. They go past the neighborhood. And it just hurt. It just broke my heart that somebody would do something like that. He's, he's, he's part of the fabric of Brooklyn. He is Brooklyn. This is New York we're talking about here. And they said that the NYPD is investigating. And uh, like Rev was saying, I hope that they do find something because there's cameras everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, get it together. Shout out to um, Vince Ballantyne. He he says he plans to fix the mural. My opinion. I don't think this is somebody from the neighborhood. And I'll tell you to both of you why. Do you remember a couple of months ago when they released the Biggie Metro card, limited edition? Mm -hmm. So they released it in only four subway stations, all four of them being in Bed-Stuy, right? Now, why am I bringing this up, do you ask? Because like you said, QG, this is his stomping ground. People love Biggie. I'm pretty sure if I went and spewed my Tupac rhetoric in Bed-Stuy, I'd get stabbed, shot, or... A combination of both. So what I'm trying to say is the people there who love Biggie would not deface that mural. It either had to be somebody who's not from the neighborhood or somebody who doesn't like hip hop culture. I don't think it's anybody who lives in the neighborhood or if they do live in the neighborhood, they're not originally from that neighborhood. They're probably not even from New York as a whole, because I the, the way that New York goes hard to defend Biggie and bump Biggie even to this day. I don't think anybody from from New York would 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 deface that mural. And what's more confusing, why would you write East Coast? You're in the East Coast. Biggie right. was the embodiment of the East Coast for a couple of years. So I don't understand what 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 spray painting East Coast does for anybody in the in this situation. So I, I think I, I don't think it's anybody from the neighborhood. I, however, I do think that if they ever find, like, if the people, if the streets find who defaced that mural, that person, that person should be dealt with by the streets accordingly, because that's that that, for lack of a better term, that's fucked up. The day that they defaced the, the the Biggie mural, I'm, and say what you want, regardless how you feel about the man, whether you liked his music, whether you didn't, or in my case, whether you where you think he's good, but you just, you know, you think people give him too much credit, like whatever your opinion is, you don't go and and deface a mural, and it's it's disheartening because the big pun mural in the Bronx, nobody messes with. You got murals of Pop Smoke in Canarsie, nobody messes with it. But yet, 
Biggie, who's bigger, and I and I'm not trying to diminish pop. I'm not trying to diminish pun. I'm just you saying for an example. But for Biggie, who I who arguably is bigger than pun, and you know you can't compare Pop Smoke to Biggie at all. For them to mess up his mural when the others don't get touched, that 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 doesn't sit sit right with me. And again, no no, this is no shade to pun or or Pop Smoke or or anybody like that. But you know, you you can't go and and deface those, those that mural. Well, whoever did that is is a cold is, is cold on the inside. And then you do realize because I saw a picture of it. You know, you had to have had a ladder or or some type of. You had to have some type of thing to boost you up because where Biggie's face is in that mural is not on the ground. You know, that's not ground level. Right. Right. So You're I'm totally thinking, right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking because so that means that this took effort to deface that mural. You had to have a ladder or some apparatus to get up there because just standing uh, on your feet on the ground is not going to get you that high. So I, I don't know. Or maybe I don't know if they filled a balloon with paint and threw it or, or what have you. But, you know, it, 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 whoever defaced that mural is a son of a bitch. And it took a, it took effort to to deal with that, uh, to, to deface that mural. So I'm I'm disgusted. Last thing we're going to talk about, uh, DJ Khaled's new album just dropped. Shout out to DJ Khaled, as he would say, and another one. Uh, that album, of course, doing really, really well on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere else that uh, that you get your music from. But a lot of people are, are talking about that album, which is called God Did, um that uh, again recently just dropped but a lot of people are talking about that album for a jay-z verse a lot of people saying that this jay-z verse is the best jay-z verse they've heard in a very long time q you're the one who brought the jay-z verse to my attention offline so we'll start with you what are you making this jay-z verse it's funny because jay-z doesn't tweet jay-z doesn't be on social media and th th this is so big and he actually went on the Twitter spaces and had a conversation about it. <laughs> like it was just something that just shook up the world. And, you know, we as hip hop heads, you know, we needed that. So just to give you, you listeners out there, just the whole thing, his uh, engineer, young guru talked about it. And he said, you know, D, uh, Jay did this verse in one take and, you know, little Wayne and Rick Ross is on this song. And there are a lot of people on this album. And in the conversation, the Rock Nation executive, Lenny S., you know, he recalled how Jay-Z prepared his verse. And he was like, Jay lit a cigar, cracked open a bottle. He was listening to the beat. And he had a one-hour open window, which involved also a helicopter transport. You know how busy Jay is. So, uh... Jay said it himself. He was like, uh, while he was waiting for the beat to be sent, he was just listening to the loop over and over and over. And Jay's technique, he'll start mumbling to himself and he'll just start rapping to himself. So he heard it and he was just already coming up with the rhymes. And all he had to do was just go in the booth. And once he went in the booth, it was over. And you know, Ross uh, and Wayne, Ross went first, Wayne went second, and Jay had the third verse, and Khaled, he didn't cut it, you know, he just let Jay go. These guys weren't in the studio together, 
obviously. So just imagine if they were, how how how, how crazy it would have been. And Jay, he touched on a lot of topics. You know, he spoke about politics. He spoke about business. He some people say he even threw a shot at 50. That whole thing about being international. 50 went on record in an interview and said he's a bigger international artist than Jay-Z. So, you know, Jay-Z, who's the king of subs, nothing's going to get past him. So he, he mentioned something in the in the rhyme about being international. He pays attention. So I, I like the verse. He was the best verse on the song. You know, Jay spits grown man bars. He's the first rapper I know that didn't even have to mention Bahamas. But he said Bahamas. He just cut it off before he even said the rest of it. So Jay got grown man bars. That's what I really liked about it compared to the, the rhymes of Ross and Wayne. No diss to Ross and Wayne. They did their thing, but Jay is Jay. All right, Rev. Have you heard the verse? And if so, what's your opinion? I heard the verse, and I think it's a, a super dope verse, and it's kind of ill that an artist of his stature gets, like, critical acclaim still to this day for being one of the best lyricists in the game. It's a four-minute verse. He speaks on a range of topics, and, yeah, I caught the little diss. He said to 50. I felt like it definitely was towards 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally like the neck and wrist off Pusha T, that feature he did. I like that verse a little better. Though, as QG mentioned, like these are definitely grown man bars. Um, there are people saying that this is his best verse of all time. I wouldn't go that far. Um, it may be up there, and it is kind of like, uh, I guess now in these days, groundbreaking to do a four-minute verse where they don't even have no more than two verses per song now. So I guess in this era, it is pretty groundbreaking to them. But this is uh, something easy for Hove, and he showed that. And he's definitely a master MC, and he once again just reminded us that in this um Song along with Rick Ross and Lil Wayne, whose verse I didn't really um, care much for Lil Wayne's verse. Ross did okay as well. The beat was super dope too. You know, shout out to DJ Khaled. He knows how to put together a nice um, production there with the artists and then as far as the beat selection. But I think it's cool. I think it's, it's a good buzz for, you know, one of our legends and it keeps him relevant. It, it, let these, it lets these guys know that he's still doing this, you know, and whenever he decides to drop whether it's a feature verse or or something on Khaled's album or whoever, that it, it's going to get a critical acclaim and it's definitely going to get the attention that it deserves. Yeah, and that, I mean, at, at 52 years old, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that goes to show you, people, there's no age limit. When you got the bars and you got the skills, Word you up. got something to say, you do it, man. And I agree with you, Rev, about Wayne's verse and everything like that. And Candyman, I know you're going to speak. I'm sure you appreciated how he addressed the whole thing with Meek Mill, right? Yeah, and, and he he mentioned that uh, he and Meek are good, even though Meek is no longer on a uh, on Rock Nation. Um, like I said, hip hop. I love hip hop because it, it, it's a timeless thing. There's no age limit to hip hop. You 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 don't have to be a young man to 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 be impactful in hip hop and to be hot and to stay relevant. I mean, Jay Z. And I've said this on this show many, many times. You know, Jay-Z, he he has so much money and he has so much respect from hip-hop heads all over the place that he doesn't have to rap ever again if he doesn't want to. And the fact that not only was he asked to do a verse and did the verse, he didn't phone it in. He delivered. He more than delivered. 
And the fact that at his age, with, with all the music he's made in, in history so far, the fact that he could come and still drop a drop a fire verse that, that that's critically acclaimed, like Rev said, it just goes to show you how skilled he is and how much of an all-time great he is. So uh, I I like the verse, and man, shout-outs to Shout outs to Hove, man. Hove, Jigger, Young Hover, whatever you want to call him. You know, he's uh definitely, definitely uh, uh still got it and still isn't a slouch. Will we ever get a, another full length album from Hove? Probably not. But at this point, I'm good with the occasional feature if, if he keeps them coming like this. So, all right, without further ado, uh, we have reached the end of the news. However, uh, we'll each take 60 seconds to talk about something that uh, may or, or may not be related to hip-hop that's on our minds. Uh, Rev, uh, your 60 seconds, we'll start with you. No doubt. I just want to give a big shout-out to everybody overseas. We appreciate y'all listening to the Rap Lab. Sometimes I check the numbers out, and I notice that uh, Croatia been checking for us, man. And that's a huge deal to me because I've never really imagined... You know anything I've done to to go overseas the way it has. Um, so I I just want to tell everyone overseas that we appreciate you guys listening. There's a lot of love. Uh, please write emails. We'll do our best to um, read the overseas emails on the show. Just uh, definitely uh, translate it as best as y'all can. And um, yeah, we appreciate the love, man. Absolutely. Uh, well said. Shoutouts to everybody. Uh, not not just in Croatia, but uh, I've seen Yugoslavia on there, a whole bunch of other countries, Romania. So shout outs to y'all. Um, Q, what about you? This 60 second sound is dedicated to Fred Braithwaite, born August 31st, 1959. But you all know him as Fab Fab Freddy. Born in Do or Die, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. In the 70s, he was a graffiti artist painting subway cars. And he was the bridge with graffiti and the new coming wave of breakdance and hip-hop. He made a cameo appearance for the song Rapture by the artist Blondie, which is the first rap video ever shown on MTV in 1981. Fred, who also is a filmmaker, and he's one of the creators of the classic creative film Wild Style, which is a pivotal piece of hip-hop culture. And obviously most of us know from the 1987 groundbreaking hip-hop show yo mtv raps he was the vj he did videos and he also did segments and he did interviews he was also an associate producer of the film new jack city and he also directed nas one love today fab he pr produces directs and presents countless art exhibits all over the world so he celebrated a birthday we at the rap lab we salute a true pioneer and a founding father mr fab fab freddy uh -huh. And uh, for my 60 seconds, I just want to address the Kanye West uh, fiasco, the latest thing in, in Kanye, I don't even know what to call it anymore, life saga, but, you know, he, he went on Instagram yesterday and uh, aired out his family, talked about Kim, his, his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian West, poked fun at Pete Davidson for getting uh, the names of Kanye's kids tatted on him, which I don't even know why he would do that, but... And then, uh, yeah, Kanye went on to talk about how he's a he's a porn addict, and at some point somebody's got to step in. And I know we did a whole episode on Kanye, and and we reviewed the the genius documentary earlier this year. But 
somebody's got to get involved now because this is going too far. I understand everybody goes through things. People got to vent. Even I'm not uh, even I'm guilty of putting a, a, a rant or, or a venting feeling of on Facebook or Instagram every once in a while. But, man, somebody's got to stop. Somebody's got to stop Kanye before he says the wrong thing and causes damage that cannot be repaired. I mean, he's already caused some damage that can't be repaired, but, you know, it's it's only getting worse and worse and weirder and weirder. And I don't know if anybody from his circle has tried to get him help or, you know, but, but somebody needs to, somebody needs to really sit him down or bring him to some type of facility or, or institution because this, this is just getting out of hand now. Normally I get entertained by such antics, but I can't laugh at this. This is this airing out your family repeatedly. Not good. No bueno. But that's my my 60 seconds. Uh, QG, you want to tell the people what's on tap for next week? <laughs> next week is going to be very, very interesting. We are actually going to dissect the top 50 whack rappers list. And I find it funny and ironic because a lot of Candyman's favorites are on this list. <laughs> I just I can't wait to hear what he has to say about it, especially who's been dubbed number one. I know uh, Rev Barber on multiple on them. multiple lists. Yeah, yeah. Rev Barber MC mentioned about it. We've cracked jokes about it, but in in, in seriousness, one of Rev and myself's personal favorites is on that list. We have an issue with that, so we're gonna really talk about that. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. Y'all got questions about the list? raplabpod at gmail.com or hit us on the Instagram or the Twitter raplabpod and we'll see y'all next week so we can talk about this uh this blasphemous number one on this list and the entire list itself so we'll see y'all peace peace you're now tuned into the rap lab podcast yeah the rap lab 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 let's go the rap lab the rap lab the rap lab come see what we cooking up back the rap lab the rap lab the rap lab Ball for ball, we hooking up with T-O-Q-G, Rev Barber MC, A-L-F-R-E, to the D, on that M-I-C, A to Z, we be the flyers, hip-hop sound broke down to a science, it's the rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab, come see what we cooking up at, the rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab.